Welcome to Slash Tube, the mysterious movie pitching podcast with a twist. I'm Sean, your peerless moderator, and I'm joined by my Slash Tube regular co-host and brother, Ryan. Hello. Um, hello. Uh, well, traditionally on Slash Tube, we, we, uh, as we all know the drill by now, we hear th- at least three different ideas, uh, film ideas, TV ideas, based on one title. But today, we thought that in anticipation of spooky Halloween, <laughs> we would uh, do an, an early Halloween special, get everybody in the spirit of it. And everybody already is talking to me and going, oh, what are we doing for Halloween? Should we do something for Halloween? Are we going to have a dress up? Are we going to have a film night? We're going to, you know, this and that. So we thought that we would, in, in, in the excitement and spirit of Halloween, we have our own little slash tube twist on some of the most famous, popular, uh, and interesting and unique horror film titles uh, to have been released but beforehand uh before we start that we thought it would be worth chatting about sort of uh why we're doing it now and what we what our thoughts are on horror films and halloween and and a few things like that well as a as a youth um spending all my time on social media um and you know being absorbed and and having my mind shaped by it but i've been seeing loads of stuff coming up since the beginning of September, things like move over summer, it's time for average girl autumn, hot mm-hmm. girl summer's over, time for average girl mm-hmm. autumn, and you know not my my kind of bikini, and it's like something to do with like pumpkins. A lot of yeah. the phrases, spooky season is coming, doing yeah. doing yeah, spooky yeah. girl shit, leave me alone, I'm doing spooky girl shit, this sort of stuff. Um, like a couple of them are have been have caught me by surprise like you know like mm-hmm. there's something like the the body the body that i want is not a summer body but it's headless so i can throw pumpkins at kids as i ride past them on my horse yes things I like that, that. crack me up yeah. and i was like that's that's pretty funny um so yeah so we are coming into spooky season as many people call it uh-huh. and um i think it's well, interesting it, that it coincides with with what we want to yeah, sort definitely. of get some ideas well, in here we we wanted to jump the gun because we heard that the a sort of famous Halloween sequel is coming out uh, ahead of Halloween as well this yes. year. So we wanted to jump the gun just like they are. Uh, the I don't know I, I haven't read any early reviews or early press of it yet, but it's it's Halloween Kills, the sort of modern reboot sequel. So to I'm I'm not a Halloween movie. I'm not a horror movie fan myself, right? I, yeah. I they absolutely do their job. They spook the living hell out of me. We've talked about this in previous episodes as well, um, and but. One of my old housemates loved them. Um, absolutely loved horror movies. You know, they gave him that thrill mm. that he really wanted. And so he went and saw the. I think it was 2019. They made the. They did the Halloween remake. Um, yeah. And you know, he as a fan of the of the uh, franchise, he you know went and saw it. He was like, "There's some good touchstones." You know, it was interesting that she finally got to she stood up to her fears. You know, it was interesting mm. about that. Um, and, you know, it felt like it was a really lovely rounding off that circle. Halloween Kills, from the one trailer I saw between episodes of um, 8, out and 8 Out of 10 Cats' Countdown. Right, okay. Um, it looks like a slash tube. It looks like... Right, okay. <laughs> it looks like... Oh, but it's like she goes... They're like, don't you know? Like, Michael survived! And then you, like, see him in the house like walking out of right, the house okay. and she, you see him unmasked as well which is quite interesting oh that is interesting yeah. do, do you see his face in the trailer or is it you don't see his face just, in the trailer right but, but there's the notion that he will be unmasked in the film yeah but i think he was unmasked yeah. in the other halloween film as well i can't, whether you saw his face or not in that i don't know but well it's this is where i'm happy to sort of i mean so a bit of background before we go on about um halloween again uh, i'll sort of go from the past up to now um, I was never really big into Halloween for uh, into horror films and mm. um, uh, and uh, but I obviously loved film and loved film and was interested. I'm always interested in being educated and I'm always interested in being educated by someone who sort of knows their shit. Yeah. Even if they don't know much more than me, but they just know a bit. So when I was at uni, David Biederman, who you know, um, we'll get him on the podcast. He was one of my housemates at uni. Uh, we were doing the same film degree, and he was an absolute horror fiend. He was. Um, you know, because I guess maybe because he's German as well and you've got uncut versions, but he was always hunting the uncut versions, you know, the different cuts. And he would always go and import a different version. And 
um and so on and we watched like the three different dawn of the dead versions there's like a trauma one and then there was the uh you know original romero one and all this sort of stuff so i'm i love that sort of nerdiness i love that sort of detail um in horror and i love the different types of horror the the the, the italian sort of horrors that seem to be sort of resurfacing in there now is the sort of mm. time to sort of re bring those back out um it was the 80s sort of horror wasn't it when the first halloween came out so yeah. it and um you know 80s 90s so it and halloween and all that sort of stuff um so yeah for me that was uh that was my foray into horror i watched all the rob zombie films that 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 he'd made up until that point i did not enjoy them i'll be honest i'm glad <laughs> but i'm glad i watched them and that's the thing about being able to sort of educate yourself on these sorts of films um, is that up until I saw the original John Carpenter Halloween and then this Halloween, which was only, you know, when it came out a few years ago, mm. um, I hadn't seen any real proper slasher films. I'd seen the sort of hokey, sort of late 90s, early 2000s, jokey ones, sort of like I know we did last summer and Scream and, yeah. you know, that resurgence, right? But I hadn't seen the proper Friday the 13th, Halloween and I still haven't seen a lot of them. So I'm, 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 I, there is a gap in my knowledge of like slasher horrors and body horror and gore. I mean, I saw the first um, uh, Saw film and thought it was great. And then... Yeah, and a lot of know, people will attribute that to be more of like a thriller. Um, yeah, and those sort of yeah. launched the torture porn um, sort of era of films. That, Hostel, yeah. you know, every iteration of Saw, those kind of things. And, and yeah. you know, people were in it for the, for the gruesome... And, you know, to a point now everyone's banging on about Squid Game, which I haven't watched yet. Um, yeah, me neither. And Everything's just Battle Royale again. I, that's, but that's exactly what I was going to say. It's like, Hunger Games came out and it's just Battle Royale reskins. And it's interesting because we, we looked at, you know, I never sort of thought about Battle Royale being a horror movie. You know, for me, it was like um, the original, bat, you know, original literary Battle Royale game, yeah. you know, yeah. film. It was because I think it was a foreign film as well. I never considered it a horror. I considered it like an it action more movie. It's like a sort of adventure. Like a, oh, yeah, know, yeah, not adventure, yeah. but like a dark adventure film. It yeah. felt like, you know. But it um, is, you know, like that horror with the, you know, you see the first person explode and it's basically where there's the creepy girl who loves stabbing up people. You know, the yeah, guy yeah. who came back um, because all he knew is killing. And it's like, it is a horror movie, you know, and, it, and yeah, be, I never yeah. saw it in that way before. Well, I, yeah, I also think, I mean, I think that there's a lot to be said for Japanese, um, Korean horror films, particularly mm. both very different, both excellent at making horror films or films that dip their toe into horror. Um, and I just, I'm just not sure that, I'm not sure that for me, that whole sort of hostile and, um, you know, Human Centipede and yeah. Saw franchise, I'm not sure that did horror any favours for me. So for a long time, that put me off. Yeah. And it was only afterwards when I was educated. Like, don't get me wrong, I think Rob Zombie's in, in that category of stuff I don't <laughs> want to watch ever again. Um, but I was educated in, like, the entire Romero series and, and uh, Italian horror films and other sorts of things. So... And then I start to, so Sam as well, who we're, we're going to have on the podcast um, uh, at some point soon. Um, uh, Sam Blakeney Edwards, I've spoken about him a few times. Um, he's my film buddy for a while um, when we were working in Soho together. And he's a man who loves his modern horror films. And he loves horror films sort of with a purpose. Horror films, I, I, it's difficult to describe, isn't it? But just something to, to grab well, hold Well, Possum of. was one that you guys talked about that he really loved yeah so i haven't seen that yet because a friend of mine said it was the most horrific thing he's ever seen and okay. i couldn't bring myself to watch it it was it's the one with um matthew holness isn't it yeah um i'm sure it's got him in it oh man i do want to watch that um and but then also things that like um i guess you would call them i don't know they're sort of indie in like little indie horror films that like you know it follows the babadook you know things yeah. things are you know, even sinister to a degree where like a really good filmmaker has made them with a really sort of pure intent and, and it, it it's sort of very clearly about something human and then about something and i mean the the highest grossing the highest grossing film versus budget is a horror movie right paranormal activity is yeah you know literally the the most successful film of all time versus it's the budget it cost yeah. to make so so they can't so horror is a really great genre for like young filmmakers it's a really expressive genre mm. it it taps into the like very can, carnal you things can use fear. it 
to describe the sort of goings on in the world like i know yeah. like you know, zombies we've talked about previously have been you know an allegory for consumerism and capitalism and things like that yeah so, the, so exactly and then i'm sure that like raw versus carry will have you know for the time that they came out they'll say something different about women in their place and you know in, in education you know we're not in, yeah. in that environment those environments when they play off of each other uh, so many years later and what get out so, did as a as a sort of horror movie yeah um yeah yeah and us and, about yeah the sort in of social commentary experience yeah. in america and stuff like that so yeah so horror is i think it's a really vital and vibrant genre and i just think it's so varied you know like when someone says do you want to watch a western and they're talking about the old stuff our grandfather <laughs> used to watch well, that's very different to like hostiles and yeah. true grit and other sorts of westerns so, so, so the horror genre is so broad that I love it. I'm fascinated with it. And but there's a lot of it as well that like. is based around what we find scary, have have found scary throughout history. We talked about uh, Japanese-Korean horrors. You know, a lot more of those are, um, f- I hasn't say fantasy-based, but do you know what I mean? It's um, There's a lot of, yeah. like, monsters. Well, I think also it's hard-pressed not to see some Korean horror films as responses to being annexed and Japanese mm. horror films as responses to being bombed. Yeah. So like I think that these things, horror films come out of different countries. There's a, a lot of horror films in America are about, I think because America sort of is quite a new country and it sort of found itself, um, it, it, you know, it had it's the planes, people. it had that whole, yeah. You know, it's people so it's of the monster, a... isn't it? Because <laughs> yeah, 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 of yeah, all like, because of the history it's had with, you know, crazy, um, like celebrity-esque um killers and yeah. you know that sort of it, it so it, a lot of the things you know even if you take weird modern ones like red state for example mm-hmm. um by kevin smith you know that is it's to do with yeah. sort of some of the people you can find and then um what's the one that you tried to trick me to watch wolf something uh wolf, wolf. creek no wolf. oh wait you're talking about the british one mean creek well, it was either that no, or it wait, was something not else. Mean Creek. Mean Creek's the one where they're yeah, where it's like the kids go out and then they like it's like it's almost like a Stephen King type. I, young I don't know if it's that one. I think it's another one. But like either way, I wouldn't have tricked you into watching Wolf Creek. That doesn't seem like my sort of thing. Um, and then there was there was no. You tried to trick us because you just renamed the file when we used to play stuff off a of PlayStation. And then listen, that's how trauma works for different people. Is I don't remember that at all. <laughs> and then um, and then yeah. I was like, hold on a minute, this isn't whatever love film we were going to watch um and yeah so i think that's interesting that like you know the people are the are the horror element and a lot of scandinavian horror movies are like to do with the sort of their myth their mythos as well like yeah, troll and a few other yeah. things like that yeah and i think i mean i'm even thinking about it i'm not like assassination of jesse james by the coward robert ford definitely one of the best films ever made i i would hazard that you could watch that as a horror movie i think it's it's it seems like much more of a horror when you think about what it's actually about. You're watching somebody's uh, sort of fa- fandom and sort of, sort of, you know, the, the this jealousy and this yeah reverence of brought, like a person yeah and being brought up on the need of to see celebrity in yourself or so something yeah. you know coming a coming to fruition in in a, in a killing yeah so you're sort of watching all and, of that and that sort of stuff you know I mean it's happened with with a couple of quite a few celebrities like even the lead guitarist of pantera was killed because he went to a different band and a crazed fan was like if the if pantera can't have them no one can kill them on stage God, that's crazy and so you know it's like that's, that's the most metal thing i've ever heard i know it's bonkers but like that's <laughs> it's terrible but, but that's at least what happened went out you know? like, a, like a legend yeah and it was and it was like that's so that weird sort of yeah it, it's it's nothing new i think and it's uh, that sort of thing yeah, or at least, you know, America was founded on the idea of celebrity. And so, therefore, you know, you can still see the echoes in that in their horror films. Yeah, even now. Yeah, for sure. So, so yeah, that leads us to uh, Halloween Kills. I saw Halloween, the original Carpenter one. I mean, I think I recently saw Red Letter Media do um, uh, their rundown of their top sort of, you know, they they ranked the John Carpenter films. Mm. So they ranked from, you know, bottom up. Yeah. Uh, and they mentioned Halloween, and it's it's quite a funny film, Halloween, because it's really really not much happens. There's almost no slashing in it at all, and the 
a lot of it is just sort of um, the threat or, or the idea of voyeurism, the, the threat of like the, that something could happen. It's really fascinating to watch now because you can see how it's not scary at all now, but it would have been scary then, and it was something kind of fresh and new in, in film. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that it's gone as far as it has gone to come out to whatever Halloween Kills looks like. Let's, really let's never the forget there was there was like. Um... Oh no, that's a different series, isn't it? I was going to say Jason, and I would. This is the thing I would always get them confused. I would always get Halloween, Friday Michael the Thirteenth, and Jason. Yeah, and yeah, Jason. yeah, that's fair. Uh, I would always get them confused. You're actually. thinking of Halloween H twenty. I was like, that's the one when they went into the future. Is that the one? They did I almost want to watch. Yeah, I want to watch them almost just to see what what how, what they do at the franchise. And I think it would be like interesting as a, as a sort of artifact to watch all of the Friday the Thirteenth, all of the Halloween, and all of the um, whatever the other one is. Freddy, Freddy. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah. Um, I think it'll be interesting to do that. Yeah. But, uh, well, I but... I am a fan of, of uh, metal and um, sort of those sort of genres of music. And I found a couple of years ago, um, a I was just listening to like, you know, the like Spotify pick songs for you. And I was listening to this like metal song that was like crushing it. And then I just start, started to hear like, Dunnan, Dunnan, in like, and I was like, hold on a minute. And I went back and I found this band called Ice Nine Kills, and they have done a concept metal album mm. um, about, called The Silver Scream, about 80s and 90s slasher movies mm. and horror movies. Uh, you know, they do like a song about, but the thing is, what they do is they take the story and the sort of the entire plot around the film and they turn it into a metal track and it's really good um and some of them are, and like so i learned about horror movies so those horror movies like the plots mm. of them and they use clips from them and everything like that and i sort of learned about that to the point and it's made them like such a such a success that they're putting out a second one in a couple of weeks i think maybe when yeah. this episode's out um, the album would have dropped. So are they are they known for doing this sort of thing? Yeah, or so is they, did it, a, they did it yeah. once with, they did an album called Every Trick in the Book, which was a concept album of famous stories, mm. um, which is really good. And then they, they did this one about horror movies. So And then they actually got, they get, um, uh, who was the guy who directed, not Psycho, but the other one. God, if they got Alfred Hitchcock, they didn't get back Alfred Hitchcock. Out of the grave but, uh, to do it. Good. They didn't get Alfred Hitchcock. George but they Romero. Got... I'm guess some people. Um, was it the guy who did The Exorcist? Was it William Friedkin? No, 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 no. Wes Craven. No. But it, so Wes it's Craven. someone's. Hang, like hang on, it's Wes someone's Craven son. It's be. someone's son. Let me okay. let me find it. It's. Uh, uh, oh, it's Sam Kubrick. It's Stanley Kubrick's son. Oh, okay. Who okay. is uh, a lead yeah. singer of another metal band called Shields? They got him in to do a song enjoy your sleigh about uh about um whatever the one is with the overlook hotel but oh yeah yeah the shining the shining yeah so it was really interesting it's a really interesting album so that has actually it sort of has made me go oh hold on a minute like that's like you know i kind of know a little bit about these horror movies now but to sort it's of, interesting isn't it yeah it's like that, that, a genre bending of, and there's also a lot yeah, of ideologies and yeah. metal music you know that that deal with horror like people think oh it's the devil's music and you know yeah. it's loud and it's it's surprising and it's screaming which you hear a lot in crush genre with horror movies and metal and so that's yeah. the sort of iconography that's used you know i will i would defy you to find a film where like there's a horror movie where there's not evil devil worshippers listening to metal rather than organ music for example yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're more of the less of the cult type evil people and more of the Rob Zombie type evil yeah. people, aren't they? <laughs> but Rob Zombie um, and himself a very famous metal musician. Yeah, 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 precisely. And also led a reboot, a much hated reboot of the Halloween franchise before this uh, reboot came mm. across. Actually, um, yeah. So, so that's that sort of uh, we we could wax lyrical about different types of horror films till the cows come home, and I and I feel like. Um, and I feel like if Dan doing... was here as well, he'd talk about the music of that. But I think we're we're, we're just not there. He yet. would. Let's. Let, I mean, like, yeah, yeah exactly. That's yeah, the next Halloween. His, next his Halloween, we'll do, the, the, we'll do a well, music special. The the music for Halloween. Uh, well, it's John Carpenter, man. Like yeah. that man has the most iconic. You could take any, you know, any of his horror scores, and they're the most iconic of its genre. Um, so so yeah, we'll have to save it for Halloween Kills again. 
It's what it's going to be called, isn't it? Probably. I'm just going to call it, all right? Let's 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 just see if it's going to be the next, the third entry is going to be Halloween Kills again. Um, but yeah, so we will uh, we will revisit horror at some point um, and definitely let us know what your favourite horror films are. Um, we're, we're keen to learn, we're keen to find out. Sam told me to watch The Wailing, which I haven't seen yet. Um, Korean horror film. Came out quite a while ago, but that's supposed to be pretty good. Um, and... Uh, yeah, we've got Edgar Wright's horror film coming up soon, which which would be fascinating. A man that loves to take a genre and give his own spin on it whilst also homaging it. So it'd be interesting to see if Last Night in Soho has um, the sort of chops that you would want out of uh, an Edgar Wright film set in, set in London. Hmm. Right, well, it's time for us to take our spinners and defang these horror films and give them uh, an unorthodox take. Uh, we're gonna ascribe a random genre to them. We're gonna spin the wheel, get a famous horror film title, spin a second wheel with a genre in it, and then we're gonna mash them up. We're gonna do our slash dupe thing. We're gonna find something new in the, in the titles that you've been hearing and fearing sometimes um, so for years to give you the years. to give you the source material that we're working from uh, I went to Rotten Tomatoes and I looked at their top 200 uh, best horror movies um, going from number one up I pulled 20 entries you probably won't do 20 in this episode but so to give us some variants and I've also taken out ones that are clearly very difficult to try and slash dupe Nosferatu for example is quite a difficult one to try and turn into uh, another genre you know uh, a buddy comedy or a, or a courtroom drama yes so yeah. I've or, got... or at least it would be without having to use the figure of nosferatu and then i feel like we're, we're it's too horror related anyway right then so i basically so... went up to 50 so you know you can find these the original films in that top list of 50 from rotten tomatoes right spin the wheel ryan all right Let's let me see what, see what first the first film we are going to get is Oh, interesting. Another one that might be quite difficult to define, Night of the Living Dead. Okay, well, that's that's perfect because in terms of genre, I've landed on spy film. So, okay. Night of the Living Dead, the spy film. Right. If we slash dupify that. Well, it depends if you're going to go broad and, and big and sort of James Bond and have like some sort of resurrection you know, sort of idea. Or if you're going to go Night of the Living Dead as some kind of John le Carrier sort of small spy Yeah, I was thinking maybe something like The Living Dead is like a code name for something. Yeah, Yeah, that works. Yeah. You know, it are... (laughs) Yeah, here's an an interesting one. Hitler, Mm -hmm. right? Operation The Living Dead is Mm -hmm. the... Is they actually like... I don't know, put some, the person who, like the body, killed himself in his cell, didn't he? So it's that sort of, that's the living dead. It's like, it's actually, he's escaped and there's like a, a spy team sent in to try and... So you and mean Hitler like, faked his own death and then yeah. the team is, is sent in to try and hunt down the yeah. real Hitler who's escaped? Yeah. <laughs> and they can't, like and they can't fight and they're like... Horror anyway. And I guess all he does is like, just shaves off his moustache and he's basically anonymous then. <laughs> No, no, no. Or maybe, I don't know, the, the, the Living Dead, Night of the Living Dead, I don't know if it could be like the Living Dead are um, a code name for, let's say it's set a certain amount of time after Chernobyl, and it's all the people who are involved in the Chernobyl disaster whose half-life, they only have, you know, with the radiation, they only have a certain amount of time to live. Yeah. So someone is having to go and get the information from them as to what happened, or something like that, or extradite them. Do you know what? When I saw Chernobyl, the TV show, there's something it, I've never seen. This said, talking about horror, I've never seen anything as close to cosmic horror done well as when I saw the Chernobyl TV series. So, you know, people at home will know, will know cosmic horror for things like Lovecraft and like, yeah. the unknown, you know, the unknown and this, the madness. But when you see some of the images in uh, Chernobyl, it really makes the nuclear force this sort of thing we shouldn't have been tampering with you know this unknowable force yeah the bit where like somebody pulls open a door wedge like wedges themselves out of a door and then when they come off the door they look down and just because they've touched 
a door so saturated with radiation, just their bodies just covered in blood. It's such a horrific image. So simple an image because that would never happen, in, you know, without yeah. this sort of invisible horror and threat of radiation, right? Or when they they force this guy. Also, the horror of um, man, man of like, of, yeah, but of oh, yeah, exactly, denial of like the manipulation, no, 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 yeah, no. denial, exactly, denial. Put the political sort of maneuvering mm. and yeah, absolutely. When they force that guy to look over the edge. Uh, to see if the reaction is still ongoing. And he's warned beforehand that, you know, if you look into that, you, you won't live to tell the tale. And they make him do it anyway. Nonsense, nonsense, they say, and they make him do it anyway. And you just see his face turn back from the looking at the reaction completely um, burnt, you know, from the heat. Oh, it's just... I, and that's just a fraction of it. So... yeah. That's interesting. To, you know, when we talk about horror, there's cosmic horror and unknowable horror, and and and, and sometimes, you know, it's, it sort of has to be portrayed. So yeah, okay. So maybe uh, so something about the living dead makes me think radiation. Okay. Is you know, but I don't, I'm happy to sort of and close a spy and it's spy uh, something to do. Yeah, I think the spy you know, genre. It's one is night where they have to extradite them, or they have to go and speak to them in one night because they only have one night to get to these people before, you know, something happens. You know, I'm comfortable with that being a little, you yeah, know, a little vague, moving on little from vague. That. Yeah. you know, don't always have to hit them. We don't always have to no, hit them. No, and we can easily uh, anyone can fill in the details if they like. Taj is very good at that. He's very good at filling in the details for it's us. It's true. Um, okay, I've spun for next? the next one. Ah, uh, interesting. Uh, the one we have is it follows. Right. Okay. It follows. That's great. The uh, yeah, the horror, the horror film. It sort of went off the rails at the end, but it had a really great premise, um, uh, where a disease was passed on to you, and then you know, uh, if you're infected by this disease, and I suppose it was some sort of allegory for teenage sort of and sex. HIV, I think, wasn't it? Was yeah, it? some kind of like yeah, sexually transmitted disease amongst teenagers, youngsters. Um, then this thing follows you and follows you and follows you everywhere, but only only at sort of walking pace. Which, again, good, sometimes good horror films have stupid, goofy premises, but it's yeah. the execution of it really. Absolutely. So let's try and execute the film space the the film It Follows in the space opera genre. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So space opera, you'd probably say, you know, the Battlestar Galactica TV show yeah. to a degree, Star Trek, What's Star that Wars, new one that this this the, the... two thousand and one. Yeah. Ad Astra is definitely a space opera, right? Okay. Like that's that's a sort of quite well, a it's a shame. Sort of military so space opera. What's the film? Where Solaris is very interesting, right? I'd say Solaris yeah, is the closest thing to like a, a horror movie, but it's it's very claustrophobic, um, which is interesting, yeah. isn't it? And then there's all the imagery of the the the, the color changes, the planet's yeah. color changes, doesn't it? Depending on that's that's a bit that has a dash of cosmic horror. So I think that's well, kind yeah, of quite interesting. Sure. If it's a space opera, it follows. It makes me think it is something. Um, it would be it 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 would be something like a. I would say there's almost like a planetary destroying force, right? Something. Mm. It's like a tracker. Um, or oh, actually no, I tell a lie. I've got it. Uh, when a like a, a dwarf happens mm-hmm. and a planet's destroyed, it's the the if that is the yang. I think that's the right way around. Right. Then it it follows is the ying. It's the rebirth of that planet. So it's okay. like when it's destroyed, like then of its fragments, new earth gets built. And these sort of it's to do with like a sort of like a weird. Um, yeah, it would be interesting to know exactly what follows that, you know. Yeah, it, exactly yeah. what follows. But it's like if it's like if there is the destruction, then there is the life creating. And what what is that? And it, the yeah. life create the second life gets created afterwards. All right, it's a weird sci-fi. It's supposed to be like four hours long, and then yeah. they cut it down. You to watched like a that film about like the, film. the noise of grass or something like that, which is like two hours of watching grass grow or something like that, wasn't it? Or nature yeah. sounds or something. It's probably it's what one was that of those. One you watched it's a Ter- Terrence Malick sci-fi film, is what it is. It's Terrence Malick's first proper sci-fi. Mm. I know there are elements of that in, um, I want to say, Book of Life. It's, it's basically Life. like all of the time lapses <laughs> that you watch when you watch stuff grow in planet Earth. It's that, but on a on a planetary okay. scale. All right, I'm happy with that. Right, next, next. Uh, uh, rolling uh, the genre. 
It's interesting for me to know the genre before you tell me the title. All right. Uh, okay, we've got a film. It's Don't Look Now. See, now, I've put in psychological thriller slash mystery film, but I'm going to roll it again because I think that Don't that's Look exactly Now is, what, it is, isn't is it? what it is, isn't it? So <laughs> I feel like that's a bit too, too close to Don't Look Now. Um, so we're going to get high slash epic fantasy. So it would, I guess it would be the likes of Lord of the Rings, you know, that mm. sort of thing. Um, some elements of Harry Potter... Uh, uh, epic fantasy. The like the world's best archer is actually blind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's based on like a really popular old. It's like the Book of Eli, novel. basically, but in yeah. medieval times. <laughs> yeah, Book of Eli. Spoilers, but in medieval times. I cannot believe that was the twist of that movie. I'm not. I don't. I completely think it's okay to discuss the twist of Book of Eli. I think it's. Now, I think it was in, very well done, though. That's the thing. Oh, I don't know if it was. Like, I like the action sequences. That, that was quite clever. But there's no way... I mean, he would have to be a like, supernatural savant to be able to do the stuff he did. You know, like, I would be pissed off if I was blind and watched it on sort of audio description. So and that my was the stuff he could do. friend... Yeah, but um, they had this exhibition in London. Um, this is going off topic that my housemate did, where they basically... You got to experience what it was like to be blind in London. Mm inside of an exhibition hall like they gave you an oyster card and basically like uh, uh, the stick i don't know if there's a technical term for it or not and they had to go around this sort of exhibition like experiencing it this how what bench you know and and all the benefits that the that we've put in to support blind people mm. um and then they went out to the and they had a guide with them the entire way and then they went out to the pub afterwards like across the street and talk about it and then they saw the person who was guiding them and she was completely blind so even she was doing this entire exhibition as a show so you know people say like you can get adjust to it heightened senses sure maybe not be able to fight five guys in an underpass but you know her like often you hear people talk about this some of their other um senses getting heightened not to a supernatural Ability. No, but okay. So, but I guess it would. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. I can buy that. I, I guess it's uh, it's not fair of me to to figure out mm. whether you could. We need somebody who's hard of sight to be able to tell yeah. us if they, if uh, Mister John could, Eli or whatever his name is. You could. know, like echolocation is a thing that's, that literally a yeah, kid yeah. has learnt how to do, and like that's absolutely you know. incredible. Yeah, that really is incredible. So, so, so you think a blind archer that uses echolocation and sort of like, yeah, you know, basically Daredevil meets, um, you know, whatever, Lord of the Rings or something, yeah, meets Robin Hood, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm alright, I'm happy with that, I'm happy with that, that's a good one. So let's let's spin on. Cool. We're absolutely crunching through some of these. Uh, oh. We're going to tick over. Nice. Yeah, we just ticked over. We got A Quiet Place. Okay, well, this, this is very nice because we've got romantic comedy for this one. So A Quiet Place romantic comedy seems like the like the right fit, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it will, it will be Emily Blunt and John Krasinski again. <laughs> okay. Um, and both have a, tra- a, a tragic loss mm-hmm. and... They there's a but there's a particular set in New York. There's a particular place in Central Park where they go where they can't you can't hear the sounds of the city, and you and no, and can't hear anyone else. And that's their quiet place. And then they go there sometime when the other person's there. Yeah, maybe they found like this. There's this perfect point in in uh, in Central Park that when you stand there you can't hear the noise. Like just yeah. perfectly. But then maybe it becomes a little bit like, you know, like those odd Ricky Gervais films or some of these like films like uh, Colossal or uh, um, you talked about it the other day, the one with Will Ferrell in it. Um, Stranger Than Fiction? Yeah, Stranger Than Fiction or The Weatherman. Like these films where so like maybe more people start to find out about this place and they start to find that it's just one spot in the Central Park that if you go there, it's completely silent. And they start, you know, it becomes this phenomenon, this worldwide phenomenon, and they don't know what it means. And like, but it's still to these two people, it's their romantic spot. And I don't know what it means or where it leads, but yeah. like, you know, you can see a film like that that totally, uh, you know, 
something that so, brought brought them both to this quiet place. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there's Bang. something in that. That was like a good that. one. Yeah. Nice short sharp. Ones nice short sharp. That was a good one. Ooh. Right, what we got next? Uh, ooh. Dead of the Night. That's really... So, Dead of the Night. Oh, man, I've, I've already got it. So, it's an adventure on. film. It's an adventure film. Okay. So, when you, when you say adventure film in this one, it was, I took it from uh, a list of genres, and it was saying, like, including swashbuckler and pirate films and okay. stuff. So, Dead of the Night should be with a K, and it should be, All right, like... allow like, it. That's slash like, <laughs> you That's like slash it. It should be basically like a Pirates of the Caribbean. What was the one they did recently? The uh, the Jungle Cruise, right? So it's like one of these types of movies based on one of their rides, which is just sort of like a generic action hero with a dark past. That you oh, regrets. it's Disney. It's just a Disney, yeah, a Disney yeah. joint, exactly. is it? A Disney, a Disney joint. A young buck adventurer actress is along with him. It's so basically mm. like Pirates or Jungle Cruise or whatever. Um, but it's set in... I don't know. It's about a bunch of knights, maybe. Oh, uh, they are. Uh, they're taking the boat round to the Crusades. Yeah. Okay. So then you have the mix of pirates and knights. Yeah, that is good actually. And then like it's it's maybe it's not adventure film as in swashbuckler, but it's adventure film as in like sort of period drama where they but period action film where they've got to get across the water and get there safely and stop off at islands and help it's like a bit more of a like a sort of a bit like master and commander i guess mm. you could class as an adventure film couldn't you yeah um yeah oh i like that that's quite a good idea actually um and it's the mix mix between like the the belief of like the mystic and the fates and then sea monsters and ain't no gods out here boy yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. Of it's thing, like the, you know? the one ship that didn't make it. You know, you have the bit at the start that says, like, during the Fourth Crusade or whatever, yeah. you know, 70 ships were sent out by the naval fleet. Um, only 69 arrived at their destination. One did not. You know, mm. one of those sorts of things. And then this is the story of, you know, the dead of night. No, it's called, like, you know, the dead sort of, I don't know, Something. something. The, de- the dead moon or something. Something to do with the moon, ship. yeah, and then it, that's what gets them, isn't it? Right. In the dead of the and night. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. That's right. a legit idea. Great. <laughs> All right, let's spin on. <laughs> we really need to start patterning these. Uh, <laughs> oh, so you just talked about this a film you should would like to see. I got The Wailing. The Wailing. Now, that's interesting because it's spelt like somebody who is wailing, who is, who is yes. crying out, right? Yeah. Um, but I've got the sort of odd i kept this in here thinking we wouldn't run into it but it's the military science fiction genre so it's a very sort of like the closest i can think of is halo you know like the video game but like yeah. military science fiction is a big like in novels it's big in novels yeah um and even but, even in uh, potluck it was bradley's pitched idea yeah it was sort of yeah military definitely sci-fi pitched idea. Military, sci- military sci-fi for yeah. sure um and you know the the sort of guy to District Nine, he's very much into military stuff. It, what was the title? Refresh me. The Wailing. We had the Wailing. The Wailing. I think it should be about spaceships that like it's really. It was as dangerous as whaling was back in the day. But these are spaceships that have to go out and capture space like, whales. Space whales. Yeah, and it's like a really horrendous sort of difficult job. And they're almost like truckers. It's a little bit like the truckers element of, of um, Alien. So they're like space truckers. Mm. Uh, and they're just fishermen on the, on, you know, in, in, in a space suit. And they're having to chase these whales down. But then you also have the idea of what these things actually are. Like they don't, maybe they're using them as a power source. Like they would have used, you know, whale. Like whale punk. Going whale yes, punk. Like, exactly. Um, yeah, oh, like Dishonored. What do they call it? Like Dishonored and yeah. um, what's, the, what's the other one? Uh, Blades in the Dark. It's sort of yeah yeah it's yeah, leviathans exactly. aren't they but they're basically the same yeah thing. so these would definitely be more like leviathans you know they yeah. call them whales colloquially right yeah. uh, and it would be about the toll that it takes on these 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 people and also the toll that it takes on the solar system or whatever you know what mm. these creatures actually are before because people would start whaling them before and using their energy before they even really knew what they were because that's yeah. sort of what we're like big thing let's hunt it yeah let's use it let's utilize mm. its resources um, so then you find out what these things are, maybe, and then you know you sort of move into the. But still, it should be like hard and gritty and sort of. De- you know, I love those sort of 
almost like the Fast and the Furious in terms of like it's like a like the sequence of them getting a whale is like this gritty sort yeah, of no it's horrible. music. You People know, can die. Like you can die doing this. Around yeah. And yeah, it feels like you feel the real energy of the engines and the people you know I've, I've always wanted to see that in a in a science fiction film this really sort of i suppose to a degree alien coven had some of that in it because that's yeah. more of a blockbuster um military sci-fi sort of thing but yeah all right i like right. that one let's let's spin on let's see uh where we land well we just ticked over we've got the oh, birds God, yeah. the birds well we just ticked over into buddy comedy oh. um so um, it is, could be okay. i Go on. <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna pitch i'm gonna do a classic round i'm gonna pitch two it is a grease spin-off about uh-huh. the um i oh know they were called the pink ladies no they were called the pink ladies and the were well, they called the, the t-birds right yeah so it's like it's um so yeah so it's a grease grease spin-off okay. about what happens after danny zuko goes away who becomes <laughs> the leader of the T-Birds now. Okay, that is good. Um, yeah. uh, there's that. And then also I'm thinking a Melissa McCarthy style, like um, uh, like London football-based, sort of like the birds in it. Oh, the birds. And they're like, oh, they're like two football fans who are like, like in like well, a firm, know, in like a firm, like more like, than the men. Yeah, yeah, they know all. They know all, all more sports facts than the men, and like everything like that. They like love the sport, and um, one of them uh, has to run uh, like the local Vic club has to run like the local. Yeah. So do you remember when Mum used to take us to those clubs? Yeah. And stuff like that. It's still about. It's, it's like yeah, 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 exactly. Working, so working men's like, club. Working it's literally one at the end. Yeah. It's one at the end of the street, isn't there? Yeah. So. so it has to be set in a working men's club or like around a working men's club and have that sort of because. When we went with our mum to these places, she was there with like five or six different women and that was where they hung out. They hung out in the working men's club, ironically, mm. isn't it? Like, you know, so-called. So I sort of like that this is the collective of sort of lovely salt-of-the-earth women, sort of, you know, try, you know, work hand-to-mouth, working hand-to-mouth. Yeah. And this is where they sort their shit out. Maybe they want to try and rise above their station. They want to try and earn something. They want to try and do something. Maybe they are in a shitty area like our mum used to live in, you know? Like yeah. Maybe they are you know just desperately trying to make ends meet and so the together as a buddy comedy they sort of you know this is a sort of edgar wright style film and they sort of come together and, oh, who did who did you know, uh the full who did the full monty It'd yeah director, someone exactly something yeah. like that some, something like the full monty but you know it's billed as you know full monty for peter you know, peter catano it would be like the 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 all-female full monty and yeah calendar girls 2.0 and just you know whatever you know all those sort of things come out that would work all right listen i'm happy with that let's let that hang that was a good one i pre- uh, yeah that was a good one um all right next one we have is it's going to take over again we've got the witch the witch okay mm. interesting let's see where we end up on this oh it's going to be one or the other Okay, that okay. Well, listen, I'm I'm not sure about this one, so it's disaster film is the genre. So I'm thinking Roland Emmerich. Okay. Uh, you know the impossible. I'm um. Thinking, so. Yeah. You could have it as like a as like a as a phenomenon, right? As like a mm. like like a meteor coming down, and it's called the witch for like whatever reason, like that sort of thing. Because it because it burns green, it has like the. When I was driving it's home the other day, I saw I saw a meteor. I saw a meteor that came into Earth's atmosphere, yeah. and it burned like for literally a second and a half. And it came in, and it was huge, and then it burnt green into like blue, and then disappeared because oh, of the cool. gases that were on it. Yeah. So maybe it's like a huge meteor coming to Earth, and it's called the witch because it's green yeah. and it emits would it like be an asteroid. It would be an asteroid because it's it's only a meteor when it enters the atmosphere. Okay, right? fair enough. So it's an asteroid because some pedants will pick us up. <laughs> Um, so there's national please, please at us in the comments because that means yeah. you're listening to it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, because it burns like the sort of like a green sort of you know like a witch would in a, in an old movie. Yeah. Um, but then how do we make that interesting? There's been fair fair. Or it's of... or it's the witch or it's the it, you know the first half of it is because uh, I think this is interesting that you haven't. Well, I suppose you did it with 2012, didn't you? But like, I like the idea of seeing. The, the first half of it being, hey, we need to, like, plant the bomb on this thing or, or shoot something at it so it goes off in a different yeah. direction. And they fuck it up. 
Yeah. Like, you know, I want the first half to seem like, yeah, this crap Yeah, they're going to do it. And they fuck it up and then it's like... Do you know what? It's a bit like Interstellar almost, isn't it? Yeah. Where they're like, hey, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Oh, JK, like, we're not actually going to be able to do it. It was yeah. a lie. It's like, um, that's awesome. And so I think it's that that would be interesting. Like, well, and, and then, then the, the last witch, half is and then all the witch lands. With, yeah, yeah, they're all making peace with the fact that most of them are go- or all of them are going to die. Well, I think, it, I think it, it happens and you sort of almost have like the after... Um, like after the click thing in, oh, in Avengers okay. like it lands it destroys a whole bunch of places and then it's like okay well what is what do we have to do what is this thing what does disaster relief look like and then some idiot's going to be like look can we mine it it had a rich resource of something yeah, that yeah, burn yeah, it yeah, green yeah. Like, would who's going to be what's going to be the yeah, first sure. company to try and stake ground on it because it landed in Azerbaijan does it mean Azerbaijan actually own this thing or because it's a terrestrial piece you know okay yeah that is more interesting that you know that because more of a short then it's like everybody getting used which to person has stake of claim oh, on this okay which all right i like mm. that yeah no, listen, that's that's a legit idea i didn't know it was going to go in that direction but i've not really seen a film i don't think that deals with the fallout of that particular type of event so that's that would be really interesting yeah i, day, I know yeah. the day after tomorrow did some of it and 2012 yeah. did some of it um like day after tomorrow there was harness- the wolf bits wasn't there which was quite cool it was like they start to become hunted by the wolves, and that was quite interesting. Yeah, but not, nobody, uh, none of them have dealt with like the fallout of um, having to deal with, you know, a meteor that's, that's that's hit the earth, and then you know, yeah, the humanitarian efforts, the the the, the money that would that would go into it. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, definitely. Take a smarter man than I to write it, but mm. but I like the concept. Right. Let's. Uh, How many more genres have you got up there? Bloody loads. Yeah, we'll we'll spin through. Let's spin through a couple more. Let's see we, until we reach our inter, sort of intellectual peak. When we start, okay. when we have a couple of bad ones in a row, then we'll, right. we'll call it quits. Ready or not is the film I've got. See, that's really interesting. So I've got tech noir as a um, as a genre. So I, that would be to a degree that would be Blade Runner. Um, um, it would be mostly I'm, is it comes from Terminator. Okay, tech noir as a genre. I'm, I'm thinking, here's or, what I'm thinking. You know, in movies. I'm thinking, um, like, microchips in the brain are becoming a thing. Mm-hmm. Nah, I don't know, actually. And I think the <laughs> idea of ready or not is you like, are you, you know, are you willing to be one of these people that gets a microchip? Oh, I see. I was thinking it should but, be like, you know, Squid Games meets Terminator. It, sh- it should be like people sending, people are playing this mass game in the future where they send their own robot back in time to try and assassinate a t- another robot uh, so like they passed as a playground comes from ready or not here i come you can't hide i'm gonna find you right is the thing yeah. from like hide and seek so maybe it's like it's a tech noir i like the idea of like a coming off of that it's like a killer that's um that's like sort of like seven you know but he's using like old weapons he's doing old he's like almost like a copycat killer of like something like that but he's like you know i always thought like the ter- the sarah connor chronicles the terminator tv series should have got a lot of, like, a lot more series like you could have done things like because they they really did this with the idea of like there being so many terminators that were sent back in time you know some of them yeah have have had their chips eroded and have done different things and some of that stuff's really interesting the bit of some of that is a bit cosmic horror for me like yeah. sort of the idea of you know that, that, that maybe that, that it's a you know a, a robot that had a purpose like in terminator but has been twisted to 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 think it's a serial killer or something you know mm. or, or something like that i don't know i think ready or not tech noir all right, well, maybe it's our first dud of the... Let's see if first, the next one's... First a, dud. Yeah. Let's see if the next one's a dud, and then we'll... Uh, it, was t- it was a tough genre. It was a tough genre. Ready or not, techno... There is a good idea in there somewhere. I just don't think I c- mm. uh, we're going to find it. Well, I think this might now. be another dud, because Let's the one we've, title we've got is Cat People. Cat People, yeah, by Bowie, with Bowie in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It's so on the borderline that I'm going to give you a choice. So if this is the last one we do... Um, because I'm rattling through these genres, um, it's either going to be a legal courtroom drama or a political drama. So political drama, I assume, means um, 
pro probably you could take that to be like the what's, conversation what's, or what's like, a, you know, like, like blow blow out or um it's one where they've got like it's like ryan gosling and thingy yeah yeah the ides of march or, yeah yeah that's, that's a yeah, absolutely or the, the one with hugh jackman in it that came out a few years ago so that's that'd be political drama or we could have courtroom drama you know which could be i anything, think political like, drama and cat people stands for something and i don't know what you mean cat stands yes for it's sort of like an acronym um for a particular political group like that um you know I, I i don't know what that acronym would be right but they're like they're quite a bit to sort of <coughs> maybe to to get those people on your side you have to sort of do something quite morally mm. morally you don't think sensitive it could be like a docudrama about like furries like trying to establish themselves as a new race and then it's like a courtroom drama about actually that. that's really no. fucking good could that's really like fucking good that want to you know, say that they're a new race and that, like... You What's know... the Maria, Maria Ponderosa from, um... From <laughs> it's Always Sunny when she thinks she's a cat. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> like exactly. Like that kind of thing. No, I just, oh, yeah, I believe, I believe I'm a cat. Um, well, it's definitely one to close it off. Maybe we should do just one more. Cause let's I feel see like if we... Two let's, duds in a row. Let's see if we two duds get... in a row. Yeah, two let's duffers, we as we call it. Two duffers. In uh, golf. Let's see if we All can... Right. Um, Okay, Sean, you got to bring the heat on this one. It's alien. Now, the, <laughs> okay, this is tough but interesting because the, the tougher it is, arguably, the more interesting it can come. Mm. So I've got post-apocalyptic film. Now, I wonder if they're too close to each other. So let's let's say, like, for example, do you remember they were with um, Alien Resurrection? They The original trailers for Alien Resurrection, or the original posters, it might have actually been for Alien 3. Um, I, I don't quote me on that. Um, but before the film was even conceived and made, they were like, it's coming to Earth. The aliens come into Earth. Yeah. And then they changed their mind and did a load of other stuff. And at the end of Alien Resurrection, they do actually, I think it's in the, one of the cuts. I can't remember which one. Director's cut theatrical. They land on Earth and it's destroyed. It's like post-apocalyptic Earth when they get there. Um, and I'm wondering if... I know it's not fair to keep the alien monica in there but i wonder... i'm gonna go i'm gonna go for a genre re-roll let's let's because i'll tell you what weirdly you, you could argue that alien covenant is an alien post-apocalyptic film if you think about it like they go to that planet where he's murdered everyone and it's a wasteland yeah so it's too close to all right let's, it's let's too close genre, on a technicality to keep with alien on a technicality i like to keep with alien and we'll re-roll the genre superhero film yeah, uh, that's that is Superman. He is an alien. <laughs> like he's literally an alien. Or listen, if we wanted to slash dupe it, you'd end up with Brightburn as well. So it's yeah, like... that's true. All right, let's. Shall I just rattle off what we've got left? Um, no, no, got no, no. Give it a spin. Give it a spin, and then this will be the listen, last I'll, one. The we have to make it work. Some, okay, we're going to have to make it work. We've already had. Let's have a look. So I'm gonna I'm gonna lay it down. So we've got um, steampunk. We have. Uh, martial arts film, mm -hmm. western, and film noir. Okay, not western because that's basically aliens versus cowboys. Yep. Uh, oh, actually, although, no. Uh, cowboys is out. What are the other three? Film noir. Yep. Uh, steampunk. I think we go steampunk, and then the other well, one was uh, something else. Film martial noir could film. be, yeah. Um, okay, so I think, I mean, martial arts could be interesting, right? Martial arts alien would just be that film that that Stephen Chow directed after he did uh, Kung Fu Hustle. It's like about, isn't it about an a Kung Fu alien? I can't remember. Well, I was thinking like you would, you would, if you did martial arts, it would be sort of like the way we've seen this in quite a few films where like the 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 martial arts fights the boxer. Yeah, no, that one's. That one's been, do you know what I mean? It's that like alien, like he's got alien style. Like the fact that when the Gracies first entered the UFC because they in, in, invented Brazilian jiu-jitsu, no one knew how to fucking deal with them because yeah. they invented their own fighting style. Well, maybe it's a film about, I can, I can get on board with that. It's about the Brazilian jiu-jitsu, the birth of Brazilian jiu-jitsu martial arts, you know, like the same way that, um, you know, Silat and, and Indonesian mm. martial arts were sort of came out in, in Warrior and... Um, yeah. 
What what was your idea for a steampunk one? I think steampunk would be quite cool if it's literally like an alien crash, like a future alien crash lands into like a steampunk Victorian Britain, and it's like um, has to try and like refuel it. Do you know what I mean? And it has to try and refuel the ship. Well, yeah, he's got to sort of create a ship out of bits and pieces that he finds. You know, maybe it's like a kids' film, or maybe it's like a. EYA it's like it would be like yeah like sort of you take like hugo because i think hugo is like quite steampunky yeah, isn't it yeah i think sort so. of that, that color aesthetic. aesthetic and you turn that into like yeah it's like finding an alien and it's like trying to and then it it drops something and that person that picks it up and it's like tesla do you know what i mean like that's or maybe maybe they they go and see tesla yeah. and that's what it is like and, well, and it's that's like one of these period why tesla films disappeared because with... he took him with him oh no wait <laughs> yeah, li- no wait sorry that literally fucking happens in in is it dark planet the game with nolan nork where he had the jetpack and tesla's in it dark yeah. void that's literally what happens <laughs> he he like they he gets well, taken to an alien planet you know like enola holmes was like a kind of cool fresh modern take on the period for, you know, yeah. film I kind of think it's all right to do a sort of, you know, cool, fresh, modern take on the sort of steampunk genre and plop an alien in there. But how do we make it not like Lilo and Stitch and yeah. not like E.T.? That's the thing. I think I think they've got to be a shape-shifting alien. Do you know what I mean? They can't yeah. be a shape-shifting now alien. I, now I want to see... Sorry, no, they have to be a shape-shifting now alien. Now I want to see Sherlock Holmes and an alien It's basically like together. Oliver, Oliver, but like... If they, <laughs> crash lands and they become like a pauper kid don't they <laughs> and they have to no, steal see, their see, way but think about this maybe Sherlock I Holmes I think he's public domain <laughs> maybe I will um, he's public domain I'm pretty sure Sherlock Holmes the character right um, perhaps some of the stories and some of the side characters aren't but he's public domain so Sherlock Holmes versus the aliens is the sort of quarter mass in the pit style quarter mass in the pit is like a famous British horror film um, it's the sort of film that we haven't ever seen yet you know, like we haven't seen this. Uh, um, you know, do, do you know what? Arguably, I would say the second volume. We're going to get into the weeds now. The second volume of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen graphic novel is a steampunk. Um, oh, that's uh, interesting. You know, alien film, uh, alien sort of story. Um, but something about look, I'm I'm ending on a high by saying this: Sherlock Holmes plus aliens. It's just, it's as simple as that. There's nothing that in a room would would net you Netflix money. Right, someone would just go, "Yeah, you you've, have it. It's yours," because it's, it's everything that everybody loves, isn't it? No one's. What as in like as in Sherlock Holmes is an alien? No, well, maybe that's also possible. But that's why he knows so much. It's but it's entirely possible, isn't it? That, mm, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> He's an alien, and Watson is a human, obviously. Or maybe they're both aliens. And they've had to make their home, you know, in London. In London, in I guess, yeah. And they like obviously crash landed London, and then they'll, um, yeah. They have to make their home there. And yeah. In fact, maybe the dog and Mrs. Butterworth or whatever her name is now. <laughs> What's her name? Mrs. Uh, Plumpton or whatever. I, I honestly can't remember what she's called. I, I oh, can only man. think of Mrs. Doubtfire now, and I definitely know that that's <laughs> not right. But but um, maybe everybody in the residence, everyone in this block. They're all aliens that have crash-landed long ago. Mrs. Hudson. And Mrs. Hudson, there you go. And they've all agreed to keep this cover, and this is the way that they make money and, and are, you know, useful in the... Because mm. you know, they're, like, because... Yeah, because their technology is so advanced, they can, like, yeah. solve yeah. the crimes and stuff like that. And, and, and the real fun is, like, they solve the crime, but having to find out how to explain it to Victorian minds mm. is how... Is really the art isn't it it's like explaining how they can do this when they have a little device or they so in tune with knowing human behavior but they have to explain it to the inspector lestrade as if it's you can you can use this no it's too advanced you can use this no it's too advanced and then that's when they gives them like the the eye the eyeglass thing yeah 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 exactly yeah just right yeah yeah perfect and then (laughs) and then like the the, and you know what he's definitely got like floppy ears isn't he so that's why he puts the deer stalker on oh yeah that's a great idea of course it is he's like yeah he's got little alien ears and that's why he's got to wear the deer stalker and when they say you know that um watson's been to afghanistan and everything that's just his cover because he would have been a he's it's he's his bodyguard from the ship yeah he's the security detail alien um and he's like got four arms, isn't he? But he just has yeah. to hide two of them the whole time. And that's why he's such a good fighter that like he can just use his two other arms and nobody knows what he's doing. So tell me that that's not an idea that genuinely, <laughs> if you pitch that to Netflix, they would pay you for that. Sherlock right? Holmes, but aliens. I yeah. think, I think um, we, we rolled 
we rolled, where is my wheel of names? Look, we rolled 12 different ideas. I'd say at least nine of them were pitchable. Yeah. Eight of them. Eight, eight seven of them. of them. Seven or eight of them. Seven of them were good. Ten of them were pitchable. Right? Yeah. That's the thing, I think. Yeah. Something like that. But yeah, no, that, I'm, that's I'm all we strive for on, on Slash Dupe, you know? <laughs> So, you know, um, I'm hating to say this, but spooky season is upon us. Um, what are you doing for Halloween? Um, we are going to, I don't know if I said this earlier, but we're going to do a trilogy of Lord of the Rings because I uh, would regard them as horror films. And also I need to watch them every year. So this is a good chance to, to watch them. But, but they're, you know, made by a famous, world famous horror director. Yeah, it's true. Um, and they're definitely horrific. And a lot of it is, you know, it's like military horror, almost, Lord of the mm. Rings. Fantas- high fantasy and military horror. And got, so, away with, uh, got away with the age rating by having all by black, black, black blood. blood and, and making them non-human, right? Essentially, yeah. as long as they're non-human, you can do whatever you like to them. Mm. So, yeah, it's, and so the orcs and so on are, are quite horrific. And, you know, Nazgul and the... All that big stuff there. Ghosts you know? and big spiders and it's a proper yeah. thank God he got to make that movie because it's like his dream come true. It's a proper horror movie. So yeah. uh, against type, off type I'm gonna do yeah. anything uh, off the wall. What about yourself? Um I I'm not gonna do anything probably. I haven't I haven't got any plans. Oh, I haven't invited you around, but I this is me if, if formally inviting you around to watch Lord of the Rings. There you go. I think so, about it. I think about <laughs> yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah, um, cheers. <laughs> But let us know what you're going to be doing for Halloween. It'd be interesting. I want to know if you've ever dressed up as someone from a film. Um, and mm. you know, I once went did a Halloween um, as a as a as a as Baron Samady from. It's uh, pretty good. You know, a sort of as a, as a voodoo daddy. Good as costume. I, as I called it, a yeah. voodoo daddy costume. Is so, it cultural yeah. appropriation? Don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> if you're appropriating someone else who is appropriating someone else's culture, that's all right. Yeah, I think so. And I and I painted a skull on my face. So yes, that's right. okay. You didn't black okay. up and then paint a skull. I didn't black up. That. No, yeah, no, okay, I just painted a skull on my face. Um, I, but yeah, we'd um, love I to once know... went as the cloud because it was right after the fappening and people's and leaked. Lots of leaks were going around of people's uh, sort of private sort of iCloud stuff and OneDrive stuff. So I went as the cloud and I dressed up as a big cloud and I had lots of pictures stapled to me that said like your private data and pictures of you naked and stuff like that. And I thought that's my kind of Halloween costume. I thought I was quite edgy. Um, yeah, it's basically yeah. if you've ever watched, um, if you've ever watched How I Met Your Mother, all of the costumes that Ted Mosby goes in that he thinks he's smarter than the rest of the people are. That, but I that, suppose the hanging ballot does work for him at one point, um, <laughs> which I don't. I still I don't understand. But you know, I'm from the UK, so let us know. Let us know if you what you're going to be dressing up as Halloween. If you've ever dressed up as films, I know. Squid Game is going to be very popular this year for Halloween costumes. I know Harley Quinn was very popular at one point mm. um, for those. And you can find us everywhere at Slash Dupe. We beat in the algorithm. If you just Google us, you'll find everything that you need to know from that. That's you know even our Patreon, um, our Reddit pages, uh, IMDb, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, everything except MySpace. You can make a MySpace account. I know, you still can. You still can. Maybe yeah. we should just and put, no, just consolidate I, all of our social media. Just and just go MySpace. back to MySpace. Go Maybe back we'll... to MySpace. Leave the charge um, into the past. Okay, yes. Yes, thanks for that, Rai. Um, that was a lot of fun today. We missed Dan, of course. We know he's very, very busy. He's moving a house. He's doing all lots of other important life things. And we miss him in, in Slash Dupe. But rest assured, very soon we get back to our... Uh, programming and finish the season we're very very excited to we're not sure which side of christmas it's going to be but you can bet you're going to have some christmas and november 5th of november specials and guest episodes coming soon before we crown the winner and uh, figure out whose trailer we're going to make basically mm. whose film idea we're going to make into a trailer so so thanks ryan appreciate it at last your favorite horror film before we go um the descent Oh, that's a good pick. Is it too cheeky for me to say dog soldiers and just sort of keep it keep it in the Neil Marshall uh, sort Probably. Of I think you've seen better horror movies than that. I know, you're right. Uh, there's too many good ones, and I'm going to ruin my credentials with the cool kids if I say anything that isn't, you know, older than 1970, and I'm going to lose my cred with everybody else if I say anything. Something like Hereditary is there's always some, a good show. Look, I love The Babadook. 
The Babadook yeah, had the right Babadook, balance actually. of like sort of silly almost and powerful and frightening and, uh, and allegorical. I like yep. that it was about something. I like that the monster was real, but not real. And if anyone's seen yep. it, like you sort of, the, you know, the, I, I thought that was quite powerful when I liked, I liked it. It was an Australian film, wasn't it? I think yep. part of me thinks it was directed by a woman. I can't remember. Um, I know that the lead actress is fantastic and yeah, just it was sort of a nice indie horror film that really sort of did better than it. And than just it remember, if you are listening to this, Close to Halloween, they're behind you. <laughs> All right, see ya. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>